Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 113. Can you believe it? Um, yeah, we're, we're still going on with the daily release of the podcast, so thank you for downloading yesterday's or even streaming it. Uh, and the day before, I spoke to Chris uh, from Acid Mammoth, and yesterday I spoke to the ladies in uh, Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh. Uh, both bands, fantastic in their own rights, and um, I, I, yeah, they're just great. And, and even today's guest, their band is great. It's Cold Bones, um, instrumental band out of uh, Kent, England. Um, and uh, yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, including uh, their new album, The Cataclysm, which is out in a couple of weeks. So keep your ears out for that. If you dig what you hear in the actual show here, go check out their music or even do that right now. I don't care. Stop this podcast. Go onto your streaming service. Go listen to Collapse. It's their brand new single from the album. Uh, last year, they released a cover uh, of Kate Bush running up that hill. Even that was great. It was like, and they're an instrumental band. It's crazy. Um, but their previous albums and stuff like that, go listen to it. If you like that kind of stuff, um, please do. Or even if you don't, you want to try something else, go listen to them. Go listen to all the bands I'm speaking to um, because that's why I'm doing this. So you can guys can discover these people and get something new out of it. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's well. Um, I'm doing all right uh, in this sort of, uh, in these pandemic times. Um, it's, a, it's still a little bit strange. Uh, still trying to sort of figure some things out. Um, having to venture out occasionally to go get food uh, and stuff like that, which we'll have to do for the family and whatnot. Um, but it is weird out there. And please, people, follow the rules. Um, you know, social distancing, all that kind of stuff. It's there for a reason. We want to get over this as quickly as possible. Uh, so, yeah, keep away. Wash your hands. Uh, whatever else they're telling us to do, really. Um, but utmost, get in contact with people. That is that is something that I'm I'm trying to like. This is why I'm doing this as well. Get in touch with people. Go call the call some relatives you haven't heard from in a while. See if they're all right. Call an old friend. I know most people are doing that, but the ones that haven't really thought about it or are a bit too scared, just throw them a message on Facebook or or, or whatever social media platform you're on. Um, just throw them a message. It's important just to check if people are okay because uh, you might get someone come back and say, No, I'm not. And then, you know, you call them up and you have a chat, you catch up and that helps. That really does help. Um, I'm quite fortunate. I've been keeping in touch with people and it is helping. It is a, one of the things that is helping me right now. So please do that. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, um, if you haven't already gone away and checked out their music, uh, I'm going to bring you Nick right now from Coldbones. Enjoy. Welcome, Nick from Coldbones, the show. Welcome. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, it's good to uh, good to be on. No worries, no worries at all. Um, so, how are you doing today? Yeah, all good. Um, yeah, we uh, released the pre-orders for the uh, for the album, uh, so they're all going out nicely. So, got a few bits to start out with that, which is keeping my boredom um, a bit less than mm-hmm. usual, I guess. But other than that, yeah, all good. It's awesome. quite sunny, so being outside a little bit. Well, in the garden rather than out, but yeah. <laughs> but other than that, all good. Yeah, I ventured out today. I went shopping, and uh, it was weird. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> yeah, not too long, I hope. <laughs> no, no, it was fine getting in and out. It was just uh, very quiet, um, yeah, and everyone kind of keeping away from each other. Which, yeah, you know, it's a really odd time, isn't it? Just to just to be 
a person, I guess, yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Well, anyway, guess, anywhere. Anywhere but... at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So, um, but yeah, we're here to talk about your bands and their uh, um, impending album and whatnot. Yes. Um, but first of all, I just want to get a bit of history on you guys because um, I've only recently found out about you. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just wanted you to give me the lowdown on, uh, on you know, where you guys are from and what you've, you know, what you've done since since we know to yeah yeah so um so we're from a town called margate in kent which is um slowly becoming a bit more known by people yeah um <laughs> but yeah so we're from margate always lived down here us three and um we've always kind of been in bands together but coal bones is the first proper project that we've really put our teeth into okay. um started yeah. off with just geordie and max the other two members and our old drummer uh, a guy called joe who's now in the band um, well, he was in a band called Muskets, but I think they're broken up now, I guess. But um, anyway, yeah, so I originally just did all the videos and the visuals for the band. And okay. after Joe left, um, I stepped in on bass, Max moved to drums, and then we kind of went full force from there. So at that point, we already had uh, EP Distance out. Yep. Um, and then from that, we started to work towards our debut album, which is where it all began, which came out a couple of years ago now. And yeah, and then literally since that's been out, we've been working hard on this record um i mean literally from the day that we released that last album we, we started writing yeah um, and now it's finally come you know two years later that it's going to be released in a couple of weeks so cool yeah wow. so yeah it's been pr- a pretty intense couple of years especially because of how i mean i won't go too in- deep into the into the album yet but i mean because it's a conceptual album yeah um there's a lot more to it than just writing songs there's writing songs to the concept and then slowly kind of building the concept deeper depending on what sort of stuff we're writing as well and obviously all the visuals were super important as well so it's been a a pretty hectic couple of years but we've we've loved every second of it so and yeah that brings us up to now excellent so where where do you guys get your um i suppose influences from because you are an instrumental group um and uh i've always had a sort of like uh 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 not not fascinated but i've always liked like ambient groups and and, and mm-hmm. instrumental groups of you know public service broadcast for instance to oh, go for sort sure, of a bit yeah. more mainstream but you've got cult of luna isis yeah, neurosis yeah. sort of on the heavier side of things because i was raised on various music but one of them was the shadows and they were oh, you know yeah. classically a instrumental band but with like you know you've got a lot of the kind of like vocal lines done with the guitars and whatnot yeah yeah um but i was just wondering where, where your guys sort of like um your influences lie because you're sort of you're not as um sort of dark if you will i'm only going off your first album here but yeah. um that kind of like heavy darkness that um isis sort of brought across and cult of luna kind of bring across yeah kind of i have mean, a bit more you know yeah like the the yeah definitely the the first release and then um in the second release as well i guess it's a, a bit more tame and a bit more calm i guess other than a few a few uh, songs um but yeah i mean to be honest like when the band first started and even for myself when i started to do visuals for the band none of us had really listened to instrumental music. Um, I know the Carl Bands as a project started um, as an instrumental band because none of us could sing or none of the guys <laughs> could sing anyway. And um, the guys just started to write music like that. And then from there started to discover the whole instrumental post-rock scene, bands like uh, Mogwai, Russian Circle, Tides of Man being mm-hmm. the main one, I think. Yeah. Um, their re- the record um, Young and Courageous was a massive influence on especially the Distance EP. Um so yeah, we kind of discovered the scene as um, as the music was being created, I guess. And for myself as well, I remember when the guys came to me saying, "Oh, we've we've been writing these songs," and when I realised I weren't vocals, at first I was a bit kind of 
put off by that and just didn't really understand it and then very quickly started to realize how big the scene was and very much started to enjoy you know what the scene was as well you know like like i said notably tides of man that record i think really hit it's all quite hard of how incredible instrument, instrumental music can be yeah and uh and we we're also lucky enough to support them a couple of years ago as well and they're really lovely guys and everything they've released we love um amazing but yeah so yeah in terms of influence i'd definitely say it was more of that um but yeah in terms of influence before that i mean we're all kind of i guess metalheads at, at heart like we all grew up listening to every band that roadrunner uh records would release you know yep. trivium slipknot bands like that yep same here. and um <laughs> yeah and it's you know from that i think there's a lot of that in the new album there's a lot more riffs um i think our songs have always been a little bit closer to the to that sort of world in the sense that they're much shorter songs like we haven't really written a lot of long like cliche post-rock songs if you yeah. know what i mean other yeah. than a couple i guess but um but we've always been drawn to shorter more in your face songs and i think that that's where you know those older kind of metalcore songs you know kind of show their influence um but yeah i think with the new album especially people are going to see a much darker side to us um and even we've taken a lot of influence from i guess even bands like ramstein where they've got that industrial theatrical side yeah um, and we've really taken that on board especially it being a concept album we've always quite liked being a little bit theatrical um on stage um but we're taking that to the next level now which i won't give away too much um <laughs> I think people have to come and see us live to uh, to experience that, I guess. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so, and even, even small things like when we, when we first started to write the album, we all love listening to him for some reason. It was quite random, but a lot of elements of that, like some acoustic parts that we really took influence from and just the more melodic side, we, we took a lot from that as well. So it's quite a range, but um, we definitely don't limit ourselves to what we're influenced by. No, that's... You know, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I mean, listening to the music, I, like so, I went through, um, uh, well, I went through your last album, um, yeah. and and the new single as well. You've got out at the moment, but um, yeah. it's very, like you say, they are they are on the um, well for that type of music on the short side. Uh, that's mm. one thing I was actually going to bring up, but um, it's kind of refreshing because you can kind of get uh, the, the you get the same feeling from your music. Um, mm. as I do from like the sort of bigger sort of more you know I say bigger longer um, pieces sure, yeah. that a lot of these bands do like I've I've had uh, well I list, I've listened to loads of stuff but just like songs that go on for like 12 minutes which is mm-hmm. absolutely fine you know and I can sit yeah. there and listen to it but you guys you've got that kind of like it, it's it's in a more sort of like um, ma- not manageable which is not the right word I think yeah it's in a nicer like, package if you will you know yeah I think that's there's one nice thing that we've heard back from people especially because i think even a lot of our friends and the kind of scene we're stepping into there's a lot of people that are slowly getting into it now and um because i I think post-rock is massively becoming a bit more mainstream recently um and a lot of the time you know someone will go to listen to a song and it'll be eight minutes and instantly it's kind of like oh there's like a lot to try and commit to um when you're first stepping into something that you're not too sure whether you're going to like or not yeah so we've always kind of um thrived off that a bit knowing that we could be somewhat a bridge between the mainstream and post-rock i guess um like i said it it may be a bit more accessible for people and we always i mean not that we write to sound like any other band but we always try and make sure that we've got some songs that are heavy and some songs that are a bit more chilled out so we kind of you know can be accessible to a lot of people rather than just being one one type of band i guess yeah 
yeah no definitely definitely and um i think you mentioned them before like like i mentioned a few bands i was into but mugway you hit the nail on the head with that one i can't believe i missed yeah. that one out but um, they're, they're an absolute fantastic live band as yeah, well the gods they are indeed and animals yeah. as leaders as well are another one that oh, i've course, kind of yeah. forgot to mention as well they're they're uh, i saw them live last year and um they were oh, magnificent like just i mean it's more than musicianship i think on that front but it's yeah I and mean, then music's good as well um but yeah. i was gonna say with with your with your sound as well it's, it does apply itself to very um uh sort of like uh you you know video games or you know um mm-hmm. uh movie sort of soundtrack as well so you kind of have that like um music storytelling if you will it, like it really does yeah. like kind of paint a picture um yeah. especially in my mind listening to it was that something you guys set out to do um, um initially kind of like so. yeah i was gonna say like it's we've always really been into soundtracks and stuff like that especially max our drummer he's a massive soundtrack fan and i think to be honest the, the way we're all talking now especially moving into the future as well um i think that's probably more of a route that we're going to move down um and looking very much more into the visuals and how we can write two visuals like at the moment it's very much that we write the song and then we'll think of the visuals after that yeah and especially with myself because i shoot all our music videos i started off not writing the music while with where it all began and the cataclysm um i've been doing the visuals for it and it's very much been collaborative between me max and geordie of how we want to come across um conceptually and visually i think it's just such an important thing Mm. um because i mean it's it's quite tough sometimes to give across, um, I guess, like a, a mood or a feeling or like a story with a song. Yeah. And we've always been so committed to that, um, that I think with our visuals, we always try and make some sort of story or, and not necessarily in a way that it's like, it's a specific thing that people watch it and go, oh, right, that's that, which is sometimes how a band will be with lyrics. You know, it's very obviously what someone's writing about. Yeah. Um, well, we've, I mean, especially with our video loss, I think the main one, um, was we had a lot of people come to us and say, oh, right, oh, it's really interesting. Like, uh, we really like the video and um, could really connect to it because of this, this, and this. Mm. And to us, we're like, I mean, to be honest, we didn't really have that in mind, but it's amazing that you've found that sort of meaning within the video and the song that we wouldn't have ever thought of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of open to interpretation, and I think we love that side of writing this kind of music because everyone kind of finds their own meaning within it which yeah. is, I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, it gives people, like, a chance to explore, like, the music as such, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, obviously, when you've got a lyricist or when you've got words in the song, it really does, like, it keeps you on a track, if you will. Yeah. Whereas whereas your style of music, it does take you off. It's like a, a to, like, liken it to video games. You've got, like, an open world game, and then you've got a game yeah. on rails, if you will. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you and know, it's, and... it's more fun to create your own story rather than to, you know, kind of experience someone else's, I guess. Mm. But I think also, like go, going back to the new album, it's kind of the other way with that, where we we had this concept that, or I think, yeah, Max thought of this concept of this, you know, end of the world sort of cataclysm. Yeah. And uh, from that, we just thought it'd be such an amazing experience to be able to write something to that, uh, which kind of goes back to when we said we want to do soundtrack stuff. You know, uh, imagine we were given like a script or something like that, and then we had to create the soundtrack for that. Yeah. And I think that's probably where some of the influence of this album came from that we wanted to have a story set to then write to um which is like i said a bit different to what i was saying before but it's been a different experience for us and i think with every release we want to make it a new experience for us and for the listener you know the, yeah. the new album is way darker than anything we've done before uh, which pe- people can probably tell from the new single as well yes. you know yeah. kind of 
took people by surprise a bit. And even with the visuals, you know, it, like the last video we did before that was moments where it's very serene and very calm. And then suddenly this one, it looks like we're being, you know, like there's some sort of exorcism going on, you know. <laughs> um, so it's quite a contrast. But, but yeah, so we're always open to, you know, what we want to do next. We never give ourselves boundaries, I guess. No, that's good. That's good. That's where you kind of want to be as a musician. For um, sure, yeah. You know, it, it's sort of you're doing what you love at that point. Mm. And uh, it makes the music better. It makes it more... Uh, um, more enjoyable for you as well because you can get to a point where you're kind of going through motions I suppose uh, when yeah. you're playing out or whatever or you know talking about certain things and, and but with this it kind of you've got you will have people reading it differently like yeah completely because it's I gonna, mean, even, even with bands like Mogwai you listen through each of their records and obviously you can tell it's a Mogwai record but still within that there's such um, you know big differences as well yeah. and it's it's kind of nice to to look back at a band like that and you know say oh yeah they've had the you know like the rave tapes um kind of part of their discography and then they've had which has been more electronic obviously and then some older stuff which is a bit more post rocky and you kind of see how they've grown and not kept stuff just the same throughout their career yeah and i think something like that really excites me to think about that we don't have to just commit to one thing we can really do whatever we want and i guess being this size as well you know we're not a massive band at all but like I guess we don't really have any sort of um, any sort of oh, what's the word like no one else telling us what we need to do or what we should be doing. Yeah. It's just much our own, you know, way of being. So we're very excited about that at the moment. Excellent. No, it's good, especially if um, a label doesn't want to walk in and, and, and sort of take you in a certain direction as well. So I'm assuming yeah, you have that with... Is it Dunk Records you're with at the moment? Yeah, so yeah, just signed to Dunk Records this. And yeah, it's been really amazing to work with them so far. Um, yeah, just a really, really good team. And like, they're very committed to the art as well. Um, and like the physical side of things as well, which we've always been really passionate about. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's always been a dream for us to have like, you know, music on vinyl and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And obviously we were, you know, lucky enough to have Where It Began put on vinyl through Crooked Noise Records. Um, but very much with Dunk, they kind of said to us, like, what do you want? And then, you know, let, they, they pretty much said, let us know exactly what you want, and then we'll tone it back if we need to. And we went to them with exactly what we want, and they said, sweet, let's do it. <laughs> so, so that was like an absolute dream for us. So we're very excited for people to receive the physical copies because um, we put a lot of work into it. And obviously for the concept as well, it really means a lot to be able to have someone behind that that's as passionate about it as us yeah it's good i did look on the dunk records website and uh i see they do their own pressings and stuff like that yeah. which is very yeah. nice um i'm a bit more i'm a bit of a vinyl uh uh i don't know what they call them a vinylist i don't know um <laughs> being a sort of old school dj and everything I, I love having vinyl i've got stacks of it everywhere so yeah. um it's it's um i say old school dj it's coming back now isn't it all the vinyl yeah, but, I'm cool again. No, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I was just uh, like that does look really nice, especially when they do all the hand pressing and everything like that. I was mm -hmm. sort of reading up on that. I was like, that's going to be amazing, and especially your music. That your sort of music on vinyl as well. It's just yeah. one of those things that just it just gives it that extra level of noise, a, a character to it. And I guess it, there's that appreciation for the music as well, because I guess at the end of the day, like a CD is great, but it is just the digital file you're listening to. Mm. Well, I guess with a record, I mean, as as many people obviously know, like it's i guess the actual well vibration that you're listening to i guess yeah. you know if that makes sense and yeah. uh, even something about owning something physical from a band i think 
you know, a vinyl is so much more special than than just a CD, you know, because I guess it's the analog form of it, right? It is. I mean, so, literally, the music is cut into a piece of um, yeah, exactly whatever you're getting it cut into. I usually call it wax, but it's yeah, um, yeah. you know, wh- whatever the the material that they're using. Um, but the music is physically cut into it, whereas like yeah, a CD, exactly. it's kind of just it's burnt onto it essentially. Yeah, exactly. It's it's um, binary at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, you know, I, I I like I say, I'm a vinyl like person. I uh, I'm a scratch DJ, so I like to oh amazing. I like yeah. to break vinyl as well. So, um, <laughs> and lots of needles. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just uh, uh, that's that's going to be really cool. I'm 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 most likely going to pick that up as well. Um, oh, I appreciate that on that front because, um, like I said, I do. If if I really like music, the music that I hear, I I do buy the record if they do have it. So yeah, um, definitely. But oh, so, I appreciate that. Though. Has your um, just with what's going on in the world at the moment? Has your seen any? Has your like production or anything seen any delays or anything like that? Or is is your uh, label kind of like? keeping on in top terms of, it. of in terms of production for the the vinyl and stuff no because i mean obviously uh dung records are pressing it themselves so yeah. we're gonna make sure that everything goes out on time um we had a, a little bit of a worry about the the merch that we were doing because we had a lot of the stuff printed but still a few things needed to come through yeah and trying to sort that at the moment was quite tough but luckily we've we've figured it out so we don't have to worry about that cool um but the the big hit that we have had is in terms of shows obviously everything's yeah. been delayed and even Originally, we, we were saying, okay, let's delay it to June. Even That's going to suck because it's a few months behind and we're not going to be able to celebrate the album with everyone, but it won't be too bad. And then no one was booking anything until September, yeah. which is looking like at the moment, but even then it's like we really don't know what could happen, obviously. Um, and we don't want to feel too sorry for ourselves because at the end of the day, everyone is going through what we're going through, any yeah, band exactly. goes. Yeah. And luckily it hasn't hit us too too bad financially, if if any, to be honest. It's oh, just been the good. show thing. So I really do feel for, you know, the music industry on in that sense and anyone who works in the industry, you know, we really do feel for. Um, so, yeah, we're just keeping our heads high and kind of trying to make it a positive. You know, it means for me that it means that because I do a lot of the sorting out the artwork and stuff like that, um, you know, kind of making sure the templates are good and stuff like that and, all the social media stuff so it means i've been able to just commit to that rather than having to worry about anything else yeah so it's a blessing in disguise in, in that sense but equally yeah it's it's a bit of a, a rubbish time for anyone in the music yeah. industry so, i mean it's yeah. all about adapting really i mean i've, I've, yeah. I've obviously this time for me is good because like a lot of you guys are at home so mm-hmm. <laughs> i can yeah. catch you guys like uh like with you know with very little to do but uh, at the same time um i've i've noticed there's a lot of uh proactivity with a lot of the sort of bands i've been speaking to with yeah. actually catching up on sort of more the admin side or the social media mm-hmm. side of things so they can actually be fully prepared for when that album comes out yeah you know because yeah, exactly. n- normally the live show would take precedent over everything because that's your that's your thing that's your art form um yeah. some bands if they're big enough have people to do the social media stuff for them but mm-hmm. um a lot of the ones i speak to generally they like to do it themselves so yeah um, definitely and and it, it's just it's about just making most of this time really because it's 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 a weird it's a weird era to be in um and and everyone is in the same boat so yeah like i guess no one's ever experienced something like this where you're literally you know well everyone's quarantined and Mm. you know things have just been cancelled and you know and even going back to um well i guess feeling sorry for musicians and stuff people that have had to cancel shows and lose out financially and a lot of stuff can be a big hit but yeah hopefully in this time that people are stopped they I guess have more t- more time to not worry about the finance side and and care more about the the art and the yeah. you know the passion behind it and yeah. 
hopefully at the end of this loads of new bands will um <laughs> have loads of music to release as I was well gonna say, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna spawn plenty of material like not yeah. just music it's gonna spawn a lot of different art forms um yeah, which is gonna be so. absolutely magnificent i hope <laughs> when we come out of this so um yeah. what i was gonna ask you um, obviously you're down in kent what what's the um i i have relatives down that way so i go down there <laughs> relatively often but um yeah. what, what's the scene like down there um well to be honest i mean recently it's been it's been really really good i mean it, w- it wasn't the same five years ago it was kind of a bit dead and there was a big scene when we were much younger um in margate but yeah recently over the last couple of years we've had a lot of a lot of people moving down from London, which is bringing a lot of money into the area. Um, a lot of new venues opening up and Dreamland, which is kind of the local, I don't know, it's kind of like a, not a theme park, or maybe it is a theme park. A they have rides and stuff. Kind of a fun fair, yeah, but they have a lot of events going on. So famously they had Gorillas do a like a day festival here. They've had Mac DeMarco here, Frank yep. Cardinal, Rattlesnakes. Snakes. Um, and then in the more local kind of scene we've got like a really amazing venue called elsewhere which is in margate and they're constantly putting on loads of shows um supporting local bands bringing bands from around the country that you know want to try and get down this way or want to play a show in london and then want a show close after um so it's really convenient for that Mm. um so yeah like i said over the last two years it's been really good which is great for us as well because we can really feel like a new creative buzz going on in the area and even in the sense of not just music but I think creatives with art and stuff like that has been really good. Um, and like I said earlier, like I shoot videos and stuff myself and I'm fully self-employed doing that. So it's nice to be surrounded by other kind of like-minded people in that sense as well. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so, yeah, which has worked out really well for us because just as we've come of, I guess, the age to, you know, where you kind of strive to have that sort of um, buzz around you. And in, instead of moving somewhere like London or Brighton or Bristol, it means that we can kind of stick around here and, and be at the forefront of it rather yeah. than move into somewhere else where it's already quite saturated. Yeah. No, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. No, that's awesome. I, I, back when uh, I'm talking like almost 15 years ago, I, I was in a mm. band and we played a few shows down the Kent way. Yeah. Um, and it, they were good shows to be honest with you. And I was just yeah, curious yeah. of how, how, you know, what it's like now. And obviously it went off a little bit and then sort of was come back. And I know you've got like the rambling man festival and stuff down that way as now, I think. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of good things that do go on. Um, I mean, even like, uh, just to mention another venue as well, we've got the booking hall in Dover. Um, and that's doing really well as well. And obviously that's in Dover. So it's really convenient for bands who are heading into Europe. You yeah. know, it's like, like the last stop. Um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, it, like I said, it's, it's really good. And over the last couple of years, it's just been buzzing. So, and it's only going up as well. You know, it's not slowing down. That's um, awesome. yeah, which is great. Cool. Cool. I'm going to look for shows down that way. Cause uh, like I said, yeah. I've got relatives down that way. So, um, always go down. Like, yeah. they're, they're based like Erith way. Um, oh, sure, yeah. so it's like, near- it always seems like any, anyone that we'd say that we're from Margate or at least Southeast Kent, someone always says, Oh yeah, I've got a relative there. Or, I've got no someone from there. So it's, it's, it's funny how many people actually, have connections to Kent. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is, I used to go not- down to uh, Herm Bay a lot as a kid. Oh, Herm as well. Bay. Yeah, just up the road from us. Yeah. yeah they used to have a, um, a sports centre on a pier. Um, oh, oh, I think I know what you're on about, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's no longer but, there, I don't think. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I know the pier still. Yeah, I used still to play a sport that, um, that the Herm Bay, well, they've still got a team, actually. They play at the new sports centre, whichever, whatever mm-hmm. that is. But I used to go down there and play sports on many a Sunday at that venue. 
And, oh, right, uh, fair enough. Yeah, so I know it relatively easy. I played in the arcades across the road and everything. So, oh, of course, yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're down by the seaside, you got to do that. So, <laughs> That's it. ice cream on the beach and spend a few quid in the arcades. Yes, exactly that. Exactly. More than a few kids, though. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, I just want to bring up before we talk about your album in a bit more depth, um, I, I came across a cover you did last year. Oh sure, yeah. yeah I, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind talking about that. Uh, it was uh, the uh, Cape, yeah, the Cape Bridge cover, uh, running up yeah. that hill. What was the um, sort of, uh, or what was the story behind that? Well, I mean, to be honest, it was obviously coming out of where it began. That had been out for over a year, yeah. and we kind of felt like, obviously, the album was already in in its works, uh, or in the works. Sorry, and um, we just wanted something out just as a treat for fans, I guess. You yeah. know, we obviously not going to financially gain from it or anything. We just wanted to do something a bit different just to, to bridge the gap, I guess. And uh, originally it was uh, Max and Geordie started to talk about it and then took the idea to me. And I was, if I'm honest, and um, I eat <laughs> my words now, I actually really didn't like the, like the original. Okay. Um, and I just, you know, I'd listened to it a few times and obviously I'd heard it before, but just tried to figure out how we were going to do it. And just really couldn't get on board with it. And the guys just kept going on about it, kept going on about it. And I was like, all right, do you know what? Let's all try and write it, you know, in our individual ways and see if we can um, collaborate, uh, sorry, collaborate uh, writing-wise to try and figure out what we can do with it. And, um, yeah, over the space of a couple of months, we kind of pulled it together and then ended up really enjoying the song, you know, listening to the original and the version we had done. And uh, yeah, then it all kind of came together, and we're, we're all really happy with it. You know, yeah, um, it's, it's a really good cover. It's like it, it's yeah, I appreciate it's, that. It's uh, I was, I was going to say, along with your album, the album track "Collapse" that I listened to, it's a mm. real like step up, not only in production but I think uh, structure as well. Um, yeah, it, it was quite hard in that sense. I think that was probably the biggest challenge for us, really, because it would be quite easy to just take take kind of the song and directly cover it well yeah. I, well we actually decided to call it an interpretation um yeah. instead of a cover because we're not necessarily taking it and then just playing it in our own style we're kind of we definitely you know dissected it and figured out what we wanted to do with each part and how we wanted the structure to lay um and even like the first verse we were like what well, the vocal is the main part of it but mm. obviously we don't have vocals um so in the verse me and geordie between us have guitar lines that kind of follow the vocal line yes. instead of having any sort of like rhythm and then when it comes to the chorus we're all like well at the end of the day it's such an iconic line let's just sing it and yeah. you know because a few people had said to us like oh but you're instrumental you're post you shouldn't really be singing and to be honest we just see it as if we can put vocals on it it's just acting as another instrument as another layer or you know so and obviously it's vocoded slightly as well yeah because uh, we're not that good at, <laughs> at, at singing but <laughs> Um, yeah, we just felt that was a, a nice addition and it kind of pays homage back to the original as well. Um, and then we also just wanted to end it in a way that was going to slightly hint at what the new album's going to be. So obviously we end in just a nice heavy drop. Yep. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we're really happy with it. Um, and yeah, it's nice to have that in the... Um, you know, for people to discover, I yeah. guess. Yeah, no, I definitely discovered it, so... Yeah, well, I appreciate that you like it anyway. Uh, that's all good. So let's let's now talk your album. Like let's let's yes. sort of dig deep into that a little bit. Um so it's called The Cataclysm. 
um, yeah. and it is out on the 17th of April. Yeah. Um, and you've released a track called Collapse, which is out now on all the sort of streaming services and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, tell, tell us a bit more about the album. Obviously, um, I've, I listened to Collapse, and it is, a, like I say, a step up. I said it before, a step up in production. Mm. So it, it sounds bigger. Um, like, yeah. I, I don't know who you had. Uh, did, were you, are you self-produced, or did you have someone at the helm for this one? No, so it was um, so on the on the last records we've used uh, Ian Sadler at Emmeline Studios in Whitstable. Okay, and yeah. um, we've always loved working with Ian. But for this record, we because we were going heavier with it, we felt we were going to go to a heavier producer. Yeah. Um, so that was Lewis Johns at the Ranch, um, who's done I guess bands like uh, Conjurer, for example. Yeah. Um, so you know a lot heavier than us. But we just when we listened to a few bands that he had done. Um, including, I, I guess, like Rolo Tomasi, like I said, Conjurer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're heavy bands, but still have a really crisp, um, kind of clean sound to it as well. Yeah. Um, without sounding too messy. So going with him, um, I mean, it was a, a pleasure to work with him. You know, he's got such a, a, a amazing ear for, like, for example, the drums. Like, the second we heard, like, what sort of sounds he was creating for the album, uh, Max already had a good idea of how he wanted the drums to sound and referenced even like an old Paramore album where they used like um, a cue kit for it. Yeah. Um, which is almost like a poppy sound, but we wanted to mix that in with the, you know, how heavy the album was going to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, working with him was, you know, really amazing. And uh, yeah, we just wanted that heavy sound to come across without it being too, too messy or I guess oversaturated with like distortion or, or reverb or anything. Um, so yeah, so we went with him. Um, and yeah, in terms of, I guess writing style, you know, like I said, it was it was very heavily based on the concept, and the concept is a cataclysm. You know, it's yeah. it's about uh, split into two sides actually, which is the flooding of the world and the burning of the earth. Um, nice. And yeah, they, they're kind of we looked a lot into different theories that people have had before and different events that have um, that have happened. For example, there's uh, there's one um, I guess you call him a pseudo scientist called Graham Hancock who had this theory about um, this comet hit in the world um, 14 or sorry 13,000 years ago yeah um, and creating this massive flood and you know and everything kind of set on fire you know I won't get too too deep into it but just the idea of that we thought if, if we could do some sort of soundtrack for that it would be you know it'd be an amazing thing to kind of work off yeah um, and then another kind of influence as well was this poem that we heard which is called The Darkness by Lord Byron Okay. And that was written in the let me think, 1900s. It was 18-something. Um, and that was, that was written at a time when a volcano had erupted in, I believe it was South America somewhere. Um, and pretty much it, the ash cloud kind of covered the whole of Europe and put Europe into this really long winter and the sky was always dark. And people were, all the kind of creatives and artists and poem, uh, poets at the time were writing like it was the end of the world mm. and we took influence from that you know once again to kind of write something about the end of the world um so yeah and, and that poem is actually included on in the album as well um i won't explain how it is or where it is uh, <laughs> i guess that's very important to discover but yeah. yeah we um we definitely you know like like i've said a few times really enjoyed writing to that concept um and I, i'm really looking forward to seeing how people discover that through either what we're sharing or through their own interpretation or just through the visuals and you know the the music videos that we've got planned um and also through the theatrics that we're going to bring live as well like 
obviously in the video we have these uh i guess boiler suits with all these icons that we created for the album yeah um, and each icon signifies each track on the album so that's a you know once again something to do with the concept that we just really want to visually represent so yeah excellent well i'm looking forward to that I mean, no, the, I the that, concept yeah. alone, I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to. So, yeah. <laughs> <that's good. laughs> um, so um, where, where does Collapse feature on the album? Is it like the opening or is it? Uh, Collapse isn't actually a song, to be honest. It's um, Okay, I'll see. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, sorry, Collapse. No, sorry, I thought you said Cataclysm. Uh, oh, no, Collapse no, no. Is, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Collapse is the second track. Second, the okay, cool. Yeah. So the, um, the the album's split into two, yeah. uh, which, like I said, is the flooding of the world with the burning of the earth. And each side starts with those, uh, I guess, title tracks. Okay. Um, and and then from there, the track listing continues through the, I guess, the narrative of yeah. the um, of the yeah, well, the narrative of the album. Um, so yeah, so collapse comes second, which is almost the first hint at, uh, I guess, all the destruction and and the darkness that is to come from the rest of the album. Okay. Um, well, the flooding of the world starts a bit lighter and then slowly introduces the darker side. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, um, it's definitely something that I think I, I'm really looking forward to people listening to it, but especially if, if anyone's listening and they're looking forward to the album, I would just say, try and listen to it front to back, um, nice and loud without blowing your ears out. Um, <laughs> cause I think that's definitely, you know, for me listening to it a few times, obviously I've, I think that's the best way to listen to it. And not not to say the cliche of listen to album front to back really loud, but I honestly think that that's the best way that the album's going to be um experienced. Yeah. I guess. I mean that that's how you've sort of written it and sort of curated it as well. Definitely. So, yeah, you know, it, it's there to give, you know, as as a guide at least for the people to listen yeah. to. I mean, I'm a, I'm an album person as well, so mm. I do listen to albums from sort of start to finish. Yeah. Um even if they are just sort of like singles upon singles that's um, it yeah because i think I, I hate it when someone says i mean especially with where it all began especially a couple of people had said that they had listened to it but on shuffle but where it all began is it is a continuous album so there's no gaps in the album other than in the middle when you're supposed to obviously flip the vinyl over yeah um so if someone said that they've listened to it on shuffle i'm just like what you've listened to the same amount of songs but just on shuffle it doesn't make any sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like we put so much work into figuring out where the tracks need to be yeah, for someone to put on shuffle is just yeah a bit of a <laughs> kick in the backside. I yeah, guess. no, there's definitely a method to. I mean, it's sort of like with the sort of shuffle thing that came out. I guess that sort of changed the way a lot of people listen to music. But yeah, for sure. um, you know, it's nice to sort of like have bands still creating albums rather than. <laughs> You know, it's quite good to go out and, you know, make your own sort of like single after single, which one's going to get released and then just mm-hmm. like other tracks on there. But when you've actually got a concept, when you've got something to work with, something to sort of give you a a guide at least, you know, or yeah. even if it's very much like puzzle pieces of like a bigger, yeah. of a bigger really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm uh, um, yeah. Definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm much, definitely yeah. going to pick that up. So you've you've got at least one sale through me. So that's important. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I've got a couple of questions left for you. Uh, yeah. These are more sort of aimed generally about yourself rather than the mm. band. Um, but um, yeah, this first one um, is uh, basically what are your three top albums that kind of have influenced you in the way that uh, the musician that you've become or artist that you've become and person that you've become. Oh. Um... I think the first one that I can definitely 
definitely uh, think of would be Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park. Yep. Um, I think that just as a record, at the time when I was first discovering what heavy music was, I, I guess it was probably the first time I'd heard a distorted guitar. And um, I remember it just being so mind-blowing about, you know, how cleverly it's written and the intensity of some of the songs. Um, so I definitely think that's a big one. Um, and especially like the simplicity of some of the riffs, yeah. but how, how good it can sound. Um, second one, maybe along the same lines, I guess that kind of industrial or kind of new metal kind of sound would be, um, Mutter by Ramstein. Cool. Um, especially because seeing, um, well, I remember going back to Lincoln Park, buying the live in Texas DVD and just being absolutely blown away by how good it sounded and kind of looked um as a live show yeah. and then discovering ramstein and seeing a next level to music videos and live shows and you know pyro and yeah. just you know and it really blew my mind and really i guess that excites you to think oh you know one day we'll be able to do something like that and yeah. i think that's an influence behind our live show as well cool uh, in the terms of you know we use all our own lights and make sure it's all kind of in sync and we've taken that to the next level with the next album as well which once again i won't give away but people can come and experience that <laughs> if they want <laughs> um and and i think third um i guess probably ascendancy by trivium um maybe because of that i think that's still my favorite album ever um and i think it's max's as well and i know geordie is a is a massive fan as well um it's just one of those albums that you first listen to is so heavy and so you know in your face and it just doesn't get old and even today i've been playing for a load of the songs just because i'm kind of bored <laughs> and it's really fun to play and, you know when we were younger it's kind of like oh i'd love to be able to play that and now we're kind of i guess talented enough to be able to you know play stuff like that yeah. and it's still as good as it you know as it was when i first listened to it um so yeah i'd say those three for sure um uh yeah cool yeah excellent thank you for that that's uh that was good i've got all those albums so uh yeah oh, that's great. good yeah. <laughs> Like I, I've answered, I've had some uh, sort of like more uh, classical well, classical classic musicians yeah. um, on the show, and there's a lot of albums I'd never heard of. And uh, oh, right. but no, these ones I actually own and have. Oh, there so you go. it's all good. Yeah. And I can't believe Hybrid Theory is 20 years old. Oh, not to, not to yeah. stick an age on it, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's, makes us feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. It's madness. Um, so uh, my final question: uh, What are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not um, doing anything band wise or uh, anything on the visual side of things, um, what what do you do to kind of unwind? Um, well, I mean, so I, like I briefly mentioned earlier on, um, I'm like a videographer, so I shoot music videos and also tour with other bands, creating visuals live for like photography and videos and stuff. Um, and you know, luckily, I, I do that as my passion and my job. Um, so a lot of the time, that's what I'm doing if I'm not, you know, doing band stuff. Okay. Um, which is either you know being on tour bands or or shooting music videos. Um, so yeah, very very much that. I'm you know love what I do, and luckily I get to do it if I'm getting paid or not getting paid. Um, so yeah, and you know, I mean, last year was pretty filled with that. It started off started off the year with Bring the Horizon, doing some stuff for them, and then the rest of the year was. Uh, with Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, oh. um, who I just want to do a shout out for, just the loveliest guys and just the, <laughs> such an amazing band to do visuals to because they just put 200% into every show. Excellent. Um, and are just so committed to what they do. And, you know, like I said, lovely guys. And it's a really great team as well. Um, so, yeah, and I should really be doing some stuff with them coming up, but obviously everything's been cancelled. So, 
you know, um, I should be seeing them at the end of the year, I think. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I get up to. Awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Nick, thank you very much, mate. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. your time and everything and, uh, good luck with the album and whatnot. Thank you very much. Um, I hope the sort of downtime is fruitful for you and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you stay safe and all that kind of good stuff. But, um, much, yeah, yeah no, I'm going to try and catch you guys live and stuff when you guys are out and about. Um, yeah, cause I think it's something I'd really enjoy. I really love those sort of, well, like I say, I love that type of music and the mm. way, the way you've sold it to me. Um, yeah. And if you've got visuals going on, there we go. That's even that's even better. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. yeah, I really appreciate that, mate. No and, worries, uh, man. Nice one. Cool. Thanks again. Cool. Have a good rest of your day, mate. Cheers. You too. Bye.